coming to get you, Barbara. Oh, that's creepy. <laughs> I love it, though. Now me, I not only drink really, I really drink. We are Buzz on Movies. Welcome once again, ladies and gentlemen, to Buzzed on Movies. I'm Teddy. My name is Matt. And we're here tonight to talk about the latest Ty West film, X, which X is sort of in X theaters is... now, probably not in most theaters now, but it's very recent. It's very good. It's totally still playing here. It's right in our wheelhouse. It, oh, it, it's been gone here for so long. Yeah, like <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure I saw, as usual, like the last screening of it here. Um, Wait, really? What? It's only been out for like two or three weeks. Movies just do not stick around here unless they're Marvel. I'm telling you, man. Its release date was March 18th. It's not even been a month. I mean, like, right now is when I would expect it to maybe start leaving. But you know what? I live in a weird place. Um, <laughs> I have, like, I love, a bazillion movie theaters. I love, like, the biggest city in the country being described as a weird place. But it is a weird place, I It suppose. is a weird place. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Just to give you... Well... To lead into this, before we get too caught up in the specifics of what movies are showing where, uh, this is a horror film right in our <laughs> wheelhouse. We we were very excited to get to this one. And specifically... It's supposed to be Thunder, but generally... <laughs> it is a horror film set in the 70s about a crew trying to make a porn film. Yes, yes. Which, like, I mean, that's if that's not perfect for this podcast, I don't know what yeah, is. Yeah, that's really... It was like... It, uh, like engineered to appeal to us <laughs> this um, is the kind of stuff we this is common ground for us this is our bread and butter are. right here um, <laughs> so yeah i might occasionally um, be doing a bad southern accent tonight i just want everybody to be warned ahead oh, of time we're talking about hex so it's uh it seems that will like happen I, in spades i'm sure yes. um but yeah when, when this when we heard this was coming out we we're very excited about it we knew that we had to talk about it on the podcast and now we're done with Oscars <laughs> after all that mess, the, the nightmare that that was and the agony and the ecstasy. <laughs> we're here. We're here to get right back to the sort of stuff that we like talking about. Yeah. So Not that we don't like talking about the Oscars. Yeah. I, I, I make it sound like it's this great burden where it's literally like we hate something doing. that like, we oh, do yeah. to ourselves. It's yes. like that, that comic of like the guy setting up the monsters and then like, rolling around on the floor screaming um <laughs> that's us with the oscars um that is exactly us with the oscars we right. <laughs> we enjoy the challenge um but it's nice to get back to familiar territory so that's why we're here to talk about x right now um let me tell you what's showing in my local theater right now um this is actually going to sound a bit weird because father stew is that right now Which whoa i, I didn't know that was out already i have not heard of this movie Wait, what? That's the uh, the Mark Wahlberg one where he's the the pre the boxer turned priest or whatever. Yeah, I, I gather that that is the plot, but I I've not heard of this movie until I saw. Wow, it. I've so seen I'm the here. trailers ahead of my movies. It's, it's, it's got Mel Gibson in it too. So yeah, it's really unfortunate. A great great pairing there. Um, um, Ambulance, which I really want to see. The uh, <laughs> I know we're we're in the age where I'm like heavily anticipated painting a michael bay film because it's like well i've heard it's really good break. though yeah no no I, i've seen some really good looking clips i'm like i'm yeah. genuinely interested to see what it looks like um sonic the hedgehog 2 Woo-hoo! morbius 
<laughs> the Lost City, which I saw last weekend and was oh. not as bad as I thought it would be. It was fine. It was a it perfectly was enjoyable movie. It was pretty it was fun, silly, you know. You know, it's the sort of thing that I'm like, all right, um, this it feels like a throwback in a way. It's it like does. we used to get like funny, low stakes movies like this all the okay, time. Okay, but anything that's not like Marvel or Disney or Star Wars at this point, which are all one company, by the way, um, <laughs> yep. that feels like a throwback any day. Like if it's not like a, a franchise or like existing IP, it's like, yeah, that's this yeah. is this is nostalgic now. That's that's fun. That's a fun place to be. Yeah. And there's uh the Batman. And that's it. The Batman. And I'm <clears throat> I'm honestly surprised that uh, Spider-Man isn't still there because last week it was. Um, mm. I guess Father Stu finally finished it off. That's so interesting. See, I have all of those that you mentioned, literally all of them. However, I also have um, The Contractor. I have Jujutsu Kaisen Zero. I have RRR, which appears to be a maybe Bollywood action film. Um, I heard very good things about that one, but only after it had left because it only showed for a week here. Um, everything everywhere all at once uncharted is still here dog is still here oh my Spider-Man, God. no way home sing Two, both still here infinite storm and the outfit um the devil you know i wanted to um, see the outfit i heard that was actually pretty good um mothering sunday which is an interesting name for a movie um <laughs> and an amc investor connect screening for massive talent aka that nicholas cage movie oh where he is yeah. nicholas cage Man, um, I need to I need to come up for that. Um, well, I'm sure they're gonna AMC it's gonna get stock. a regular. It's gonna get a regular run, right? Well, yeah, no, but I need I need to be I need to be in the theater with the people with the glowing eyes pics on Twitter. Oh, sure, All the other yeah. my fellow AMC stockholders. Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I see. I understand your situation now. It's um, gonna it, it would be like a Brahms Bros moment. I like want to see what the audience looks like. The Brahms um, Bros. <laughs> Remember when I went to see Morbius? It's totally off uh, off top. Um, I saw Morbius, so I've seen Morbius. Um, I've seen the I've seen the movie with Jared Leto. Um, <laughs> the, and we, we only re, re, we call it the Leto film here. We dare Leto not speak film. its name. Um, Less yeah, it's, disaster it's, it's, befall it's us. Our uh, Scottish play. Um, mm-hmm. So. Um, I saw it and there were people in Morbius. No, no. It was when I saw X where there were people in the Morbius shirts. That's where it was. Cause that was on okay. opening night of Morbius. That's right. <laughs> um, and I like walked out of the theater and there were people in Morbius shirts and I was like, God help me. Um, yeah. so I, I wanted to pick up a Morbius shirt from hot topic before going to see Morbius. Just to uh, like, d- just to say that you did. Right. Just to be one of those people. But, uh, I'm, I'm running on time on that. I need, I'm, I'm trying to see Morbius this week. Fortunately, Everything Everywhere All at Once is coming here nice. on Thursday, which I was like really worried that it wouldn't. So I still need to see that. Um, so there's a few. Oh, God. And then we've got Fantastic Beasts coming out this Thursday. That's going to knock a lot of things. I'm, I'm going to it's going to be very funny when that knocks a lot of things out of still showing um, to make room for it. And then like nobody sees it like that's going to be really, really entertaining to me. Um, I feel like the theater near me is he- sort of hedging its bets here it's show it's got a decent amount of show times but nowhere near the amount that it schedules for like spider-man or something like that well spider we knew i mean come on spider-man um but yeah you're right I'm smart on them i don't know how many we have coming up for i need to see what's come what they're gonna have for that but i really don't want to see that movie um so it's really it's in a i'm in a predicament you know um <laughs> um i know oh, yeah. i feel like I feel like oh. our, our audience deserves our, our reactions to this, especially after 
our insane reaction to the last installment, which oh, that was one of our did. earliest episodes. So that was yeah. one of our. <laughs> I don't know how well it holds up at this point, but I do feel like I stand by my take on that. And yeah. please, if you haven't, go check that one out. Um, that I was like, that, the, no, no, <laughs> yeah, that was the first movie that we covered on the podcast that we like genuinely disliked and had yeah. like a lot to say about. Yeah, we did not like that movie. Um, I still I stand by that. I still don't like that movie. Um, uh, yeah, so I'm not looking forward to this third one, um, but it's coming whether or not I, I want it to come out. You know, um, it's going to it's going to release into the world and we're all going to have to deal with a world in which it exists. Um, yeah. It's really mm-hmm. unfortunate. What do we, I, I, I keep wondering, like, I want to like, like I should have like set up like a, I don't know, like a, an odd, you know, like a, I need like, there needs to be like a fantasy league for guessing box office returns um, or something. I think like there kind of is. I think there's a website like that. Really? Yeah. I, I feel like I've, I've heard about that. I don't know if it's like, like you actually have any money on the line or anything, but it's like fantasy box office. Oh, I see. Um, okay. Um, Fantasy Movie League, I think, is what it's called. Uh, yeah, okay. yeah, that looks right. The and... current it currently is sitting at a fifty-eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes, actually, um, which is honestly better than I was expecting it. Yeah, that's like, I, well, I have heard that it's better than the last one, which is not really saying a lot. It's not but, really a big um, accomplishment, but good for them, you know. Yeah, but it, and like even if it's getting okay reviews, like who knows how that translates into actual numbers, considering how badly the last one went. Yeah, the uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. But you know, so that's that's the current landscape of the movies that are out right now. Um, yeah, lots to get to, oh. lots coming up. Um, it's gonna do poorly and jk rowling's gonna tweet about how it's because of cancel culture it's yeah it's, it's like it's all it's all unfolding before my eyes it's a um, it's a conspiracy clearly um yeah so but we're we're here tonight to talk about x so we are here why, why don't we yeah we are here at the very least <laughs> uh, what are we what are we drinking this evening matt what are we sipping on? Um, so listen, um, in honor of X, I have a nice cold glass of sweet tea. Um, the sweet tea also has vodka, Southern Comfort, um, peach schnapps, and um, some, what's, maraschino liqueur in it. Oh, uh-huh. yes. nice. Breaking out the SoCo for this. Yes, it's time. It's SoCo season. It's sweet tea season, more like. Um, it's been in the 70s this week. Um, yeah. So it it's is sweet tea season now. now. Um, I made some earlier this week. Uh, not in anticipation of this, but it did work out. Um, so very excited. Very happy to be here. Um, on deck, I have some Lone Star um, that I go oh, yeah. to the one place in in my neighborhood where I can find Lone Star uh, consistently in their in their their beer fridge. And I got some. So Nice. Nice. Yeah. That's a good follow up. Um, so I I wanted to make a porn star martini for this nice. to um, uh, to you know for the porn stars, but uh, I looked it up and I was like, oh, that sounds gross. So I decided not to make that. <laughs> instead, <laughs> instead I I made a suggestively themed uh, named drink called a between the sheets, which Ooh. is um, it's somewhat similar to a sidecar, but it's got um, both 
brandy and light rum in addition to uh, orange curacao and lemon Ooh. juice. Nice. It's pretty Those nice. Pretty good. Yeah. It's a good, good mix of sweet and sour. Um, so, yeah, that's a appropriate sweet theme. Sour. Oh, yeah, mine has some lemon juice in it, too. I should mention that. Yay. Well, that sounds good. Sounds uh, the name is fitting. Um, I was going for like the refreshing in the middle of summer vibe, you know, like that's yeah. what I was I was going for. That's um, a good one. And also man, just because sweet tea, you know, as uh, yeah. southern. Um, this this movie feels very southern, very yes. summery. Um, it's kind of weird to be seen it in March, but um, yeah, it really felt yeah. like it should have come out in like May. Like, um, yeah, but. You know, it, we're we're not we're not a box office strategist here. We're just trying to think of the theme thematically. Um, this feels like a summary movie. It does. So this movie starts off with like a the a por- a porn crew like getting the band together basically, and they're driving off into the country in Texas. Um, yeah. To go to this farm where they're gonna shoot this porn baby. Um. We've got some interesting characters here. Uh, like the the uh, the director of the porn movie is like very um, it's like very artsy. He's like to, trying to make porn that's art as well as smut. You know, yeah, <laughs> smut um, can be art too. Yeah, this is uh, Jen Ortega's boyfriend. Um, he's really he's trying to <laughs> he's he's trying to be very uh, highbrow about it, um, which is fine. You know, we've reviewed a porn film on here, so clearly yeah. we think it can be art too. Now this is reflecting like sort of the sensibilities of the late seventies when they were they were trying to explore like can we make a porn film that also has something to say, uh, with mixed results. <laughs> I'm but, also uh, I, it's very funny because I'm pretty like the the porn that they are creating, which we see clips of them creating, um, like we see scenes where they are filming scenes. Um, it doesn't seem like it has anything artful to say. Um, I gotta <laughs> no. admit, um, the the film there making is called the farmer's daughter and it's uh daughters daughters okay yes uh and it's like a very stereotypical plot of like the guy's car breaking down on the road and he goes to look for help and then he gets to the farm and it's just the daughters at home so you know (laughs) he he makes his he he sleeps with them one by one um like you do like you do like you do yeah um so they're um they go to this uh they've got they've got like the producer who's like he's this very like texan type guy he's got the cowboy hat and everything um got jenna ortega's character jenna ortega has been showing up in so many horror movies recently just everywhere well she's, we, uh she's getting she's trying to be the new the new horror gal yeah she was in the new Scream movie. She was in uh, Studio 666. Yeah. The Foo Fighters horror movie. No, that's a movie that exists. Yeah. It is. That that was a movie I saw in the theater. A movie that um, was made and released and we all we all saw. Um, yeah. Maybe not all. <laughs> I think the box office would tell us that not all the of us. Bo- not all but of the it. box office tells a different story. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, that's, that is what it is, but she, that's really like three right out the gate in 2022. Right. Um, yeah. There's, that's a lot, you know, at this rate, it's one per month. So I think she needs to, uh, I don't know what she's doing in April, but she needs to get on it. We need her. We need the Jen Ortega horror movie for April. Um, 
yeah. you know she's playing uh the the director's girlfriend here and also like she's the, the sound operator and doing yes. other stuff on set yeah um she's just like various crew positions there's really it's not a large crew so yeah it's literally just the two of them yeah um imagine being a like boyfriend girlfriend pair and like doing (laughs) porn together what a very interesting concept that's the Um, dream honestly yeah you know what i I should get lauren to quit law school and we just go (laughs) go drive around the country filming pornos yes but only in like farmhouses in texas oh yeah Um, yeah yeah you got to do that on location shooting you get the extra um the production quality from that it's really important in porn where most of it takes place inside a house so um <laughs> right yeah but it's more genuine that way the house is more authentic you need an authentic house for good porn you know you don't want to watch those those porns where it's like in like some weird like obvious like they still have like whatever the the picture that came in the frame from target <laughs> uh, still like in it and there's like weird art where it's just like a blue and green squiggle across it like i don't know um and slate gray everything everything is gray for some reason no one knows why um you know we don't want that that's not fun because no one lives in those houses so it's not realistic so you can't feel it um here they go down south into the heart of texas into a farm and not just a farm into the shed thing or like the second the house on thing. a farmland i don't really under like i don't know why this person has like a second home in their farm but they so do the, the explanation they have is that it was like it was used as a boarding house yes, like yeah. during a war or something um a war you know well, all the wars war. in texas um yeah yeah um then we've the the main porn stars in this movie are played by Brittany Snow and mm-hmm. Scott Mascuti, aka Kid Cudi. Yeah, very um, important that we all know that it's Kid Cudi. Um, <laughs> I had no idea it was him until I was like reading about it afterwards. I was like, oh damn! <laughs> wow, Kid the name Mascuti didn't didn't tell you sort of uh, Cudi. It was like it was a Cuddy. mild it was a mild hint. I didn't know yes. his real name, so ah uh, yes. You don't recognize him? This is all very interesting to me. Um, I've I only find Kid Cudi extremely, extremely attractive. So to me, I was like, yeah, that's him. Um, he's a good looking guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so he's he's in this. Um, they're two of the main porn stars. But then there's also Mia Goth. Um, Mia Goth is yes. also a porn star. Mia Goth, also a porn star, cum uh, stripper, yes. who is like the girlfriend of the producer. Yeah, I guess she's not really a star yet in this, right? Like she's trying to she's like a rising star. Yeah, um, it's Brit- like it, it's it's pretty heavily implied that um Britney Snow and Kid Cudi are like already pretty established. Yeah, they're like uh, the the actors. professionals where she's yeah. like a stripper who's like making her first real appearance. Mm-hmm. But they're trying to make this movie, they're convinced it's going to be a big hit and that they're all going to be famous from this, which Would I'm it like- not be a big hit given the cast? I feel like it would be. Feels like they were right. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Like how, how big of it, how much stardom could you expect from being in like a hit porn movie in the seventies? Um, well in the seventies, I don't know. I mean, this is also like late seventies. So almost the eighties. Um, yeah. um, but like, there have been some really big porn stars in the world that do pull like a lot of, uh, they, they do pull a lot of weight. Um, so, you know, well, yeah, yeah. yeah. Especially in the internet age. Yeah. I'm just like, I'm wondering but you some know. of them are before the internet age. Think like Ron Jeremy. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, That's true. unfortunate, <laughs> obviously, we all know now. But, um, but you know, a pretty yes, big a name. A star nevertheless. A star um, nevertheless, yeah. 
so yeah, those those are our that's our main crew. Um, and they're driving through Texas. It's very like Texas Chainsaw Massacre from the get go, and yeah. it's very clear that that's like a big thing that they're going for with this movie. Why shouldn't um, be? I think we all have Texas Chainsaw Massacre on the brain these days. Don't know why. Don't know what it says about us, but it feels <laughs> like a lot of things are influenced by Texas Chainsaw these days. We did get a new Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie recently. Yeah, that was filmed in like you know what Hungary or Bulgaria or something. But um, I think it was Bulgaria. It seems yeah. like they film a lot of those over there now. Yeah, I think it's cheap. Um, so yeah, you know, um, this film, by the way, was filmed in New Zealand. Um, which is becoming somewhat of a theme of uh, like the New Zealand shot for uh, like rural or Southern America. Yeah. But that, uh, you know, the the weird thing about that is that New Zealand doesn't feel like it's cheap. Like, I just feel like that is not a cheap movie. So, or a cheap place to go and film, but maybe I'm wrong. It might be considering like, it depends on like the tax incentives and whatever, but I think a big part of the reason they shot this in New Zealand was because they could like do the quarantine thing. Like this was shot during COVID. Yeah. Um, it's been difficult for crews to shoot consistently. Uh, I mean, it's gotten better now, but when they were shooting this, that was, um, a big concern. Um, no, Texas didn't really, you know, didn't exactly, uh, didn't stop people from doing much. Yeah. <laughs> so you can't exactly have much of a, a safe shooting environment yeah. there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, another, another Kiwi, uh, I wonder if we're going to, going to get a whole series of like Kiwi Westerns now. I feel like that was Kiwi Westerns. I'm so into that. I love it. I'm all in on a new, new variety of Western, um, with fun names. It's important that they have fun names. Yeah. Um, I love a spaghetti western, so um That's the the the, f- the first rule of a new genre. So you got to you got to have a marketable name for it. It's all about the excited. fun factor, I say. Um it's it's you know, you've got the fun factor is extremely important when you're marketing a new genre. Um got to do it. Yeah. So um so they they show up at this this ranch in the middle of nowhere, Texas, and the idea like Part of the reason that they're coming here is like that they can get a better deal for the place that they're staying because like the economy is depressed somewhere around there. That's like a plot point that I'm not sure where like if that ever really goes anywhere, but that's that's a big part of it. No, but of like, course, I mean, look, I mean, look at where this is. Of course, the economy is depressed. I mean, it's yeah, not, it's not hard to imagine. Yeah, they, and they, they show up at this this guy's ranch and he's, you know, kind of old and creepy in a weird way. Um, and then he's got his, his wife who is like, they don't ever really see at first. She's just kind of like flitting about, um, and doing weird. That's a good, it's a good, good way to describe her. She is flitting about and it's a very unsettling from the get go. Yeah. They're both like, they're both very weird looking people. (laughs) Yeah. I like they, they used extensive like special effects makeup. Yeah. on the two of the old people uh to make them look like extra creepy um and i think like that's it's a big theme in this movie of like youth versus age and like sexuality as you mm-hmm. age and stuff like that so like that's that's clearly part of what they're trying to do here is like make old age like more scary and unsettling in a way right yes yeah we sort of gave away something there but yeah um <laughs> like you know who's who is what um who is the um yeah 
Um, yes, that is a big part of it. Old age is, is in very, is very important, um, in this. So, so, um, so yeah, they show up, they get settled, they start shooting porn scenes like right away. Yeah. Um, they're doing it. And they're, they're not all too good about like keeping what they're doing a secret, you know? No, no. they're doing it like in the in the cabin or whatever, uh, with like all the windows open <laughs> and stuff. Well, it's hot. It's like summer in Texas. Oh, um, yeah. um, it's hot. Um, why Don't wouldn't th- think about know? what that room must have smelled like? Well, they had the windows open, you know. Um, um, but it still probably couldn't have been a, the most pleasant place to be at any given time. Um. Yeah, they're really not very subtle. Like, I like when they're, like, they're shooting a scene, like, in the barn. And they're, like, the animals are a part of the scene. I'm like, this is, like, uh, I don't think this is acceptable. Like, I mean, it really is, like, you can't go to somebody's house and not tell them you're going to film a porn there. And then, like, like it's one thing to use, like, the space that you've rented out. Um, yeah. It's another thing to be, like, I'm going to go do this in the barn. <laughs> like, Yeah. That's a little weird. Sorry. <laughs> Um, like where there are animals and also where they might like presumably if there are animals somebody like checks the barn like people right. come out there <laughs> like the whole time i was expecting somebody to walk in yeah well there. they sort of did get noticed so yeah uh... they did they do get noticed at one point by the uh the guy's wife yes who is like very intrigued by the the pornography yes, yes. and gets excited by it Yes. And then she, she has that whole scene where she uh, like dolls herself up trying to like seduce her husband. He's like, I can't do that. You know, my heart's bad. Yeah, that's an unfortunate. Um, it's an unfortunate situation for her, for him, for really everybody involved in this movie. Um, it's very unfortunate that he can't have sex with her. It, yeah. turns out. it turns out that has far more far reaching consequences than one could ever have imagined. Well, I've seen some people saying that like the, the the treatment of like old people's sexuality in this movie is kind of like making it seem like gross and unsettling. But I think it's supposed like it's more supposed to be tragic. Like, yeah, I think it's supposed like to, I think it's supposed to be upsetting that she like that they can't have sex. Like, yeah. um, <laughs> she's like she clearly like is is longing to be young again. She's seeing these young people go running around doing whatever they want. And like, she knows she can't have that. And that like, maybe she's remembering some time in her past when she was young, she was able to do that. But now she, she's old. Uh, she can't have sex with her husband anymore. And she feels really frustrated. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Also like, it's, I mean, I don't know. It's like a, it is like a, supposed to be like a throwback to like the exploitation film era. You gotta, you know, there's gonna be some things that some people might find slightly disagreeable, like old people having sex. Like it is exploiting that to some extent. Cause that does gross a lot of people out. Like whether yeah. or not, like you think that like it's wrong to have a movie that features it and that does sort of depend on the fact that that grosses people out. It does gross a lot of people out. And so the movie does know that and is playing with the audiences as a result of that. Like that is intentional. That doesn't mean that it's saying like we should be grossed out by it. It just, it knows you're going to regardless. Like, um, cause a lot of people are, I mean, and a lot of those people who have been complaining about that. I mean, I'm like, I feel like a lot of you probably were also 
uncomfortable with it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to be fair, well, they, they do have a, eventually have a sex scene yes. between the old it's people. Not a, this... It's not a short one either. It is a somewhat extended sex scene. Um, fairly extended, fairly yeah. explicit. Um, and it is uncomfortable because it's, there's a lot of kind of gross looking makeup effects on display here. Yes. But you know, at the same time, like this is something that the movie's exploring. It's like the 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 loss of of youth, but not the loss of desire, um, and what that can do to you. Right. Um, I think I think the movie is also sort of asking, like, why, like, you know, it, it's sort of like expect, you know, the audience expects to not see old people having sex because it, the audience tends to expect that, you know, they don't want to think about that. A lot of young people don't want to think about that. So the movie is also sort of asking why don't people want to see that? Why don't people, you know, that's sort of what the exploitation film does anyway. It's like putting that on display. So it's like, why does this bother you so much? Um, so that's sort of the point. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I feel like that, well, that complaint is a little bit misguided. And I think part of what's implied here is that, like part of the reason for our immediate revulsion and stuff like this is that we're all uncomfortable with the idea that we might age and die someday. Um, and that, that, or that sort we of might be... age and still want to like, fuck like, yeah. and we, we might be gross while doing it. And like, yeah. like, Oh, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be young and tight anymore. I'm going to look gross. Yeah. Um, it's something that's explored while they're, they're all like having a conversation at the end of the day after they're done shooting sitting around having some beers and they're talking about like, why, why do this? Why do porn or whatever? And, and I think it's Brittany Snow's character is like, well, I, you know, I know I'm not going to be young and hot forever. So while I'm young, I'm going to, I'm going to live life to the fullest. I'm going to do the crazy things that other people are scared to and like take full advantage of everything I have now. Cause I'm going to lose it someday. Right. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, the characters in this are explicitly afraid of of getting older to some extent, right? Um, yeah. I mean, you know, it's also just like an objective reality that we live in a society that has like, a, you know, convinced people that aging is gross and scary and bad. Like, yeah, I don't yeah, know, uh, that is like the world that we live in. So, um, you know, these characters are reflecting that and the movie is reflecting on that fact that that is i mean that was society back then it's society now um unfortunately this would make an interesting double feature with m night Shyamalan's old the, wait oh old i was thinking the visit but yeah okay um that yeah, too probably yeah. yeah um old old certainly would be somewhat relevant in some ways um you know you go to the beach that makes you old um <laughs> All your worst fears come true about well, aging. Yeah. It turns out some of my worst fears actually take place on like the boarding house of a farm in Texas. Um, <laughs> There's some bad fears here. There are some bad fears here. There are alligators involved. I really feel like the funniest thing about this movie is when the alligators are involved. I'm like, I don't really know why they're here. I don't know. Like other well, than I, just like <laughs> for the absurdity and the reference, like the, I love like, the fact that alligators were here because it's that thing that takes it like over the top. Like we've mm -hmm. got like a slasher style movie, but we've also got like a creature feature, right? It's, it's what makes it like a whole melding of different horror genres, which yes. is really fun. Yeah. I really appreciated the alligators. I just thought it was like completely ridiculous. Um, really enjoyed that obviously i like when movies are ridiculous so this was not a uh, negative for me this was positive um 
So the last inciting incident that happens before the inevitable killing spree that we all sure. know is coming in this movie um, is that Jenna Ortega's character is really interested by this conversation that they're having about, mm-hmm. um, you know, like living life to the fullest about, you know, doing crazy stuff while you're young or whatever. And she starts thinking like, Hey, I want to be in this porn too. Yeah. <laughs> like when, yeah. when we're all, fi- when, when like this becomes a hit, I don't want to be the person who is just carrying the camera gear. I want to be in the movie. Right. And uh, her boyfriend's not too happy about that. <laughs> and it's so funny because he's just like been talking about like, like he's been involved in the conversation and he's been talking about how it's art and like how being in it isn't yeah, bad. Yeah. And then all of a sudden she's like, I want to be in. And he's like, no, you can't do that. <laughs> um, uh, and it's yeah. very, very funny. It was very much that thing where he's like abstractly okay with the idea of like, you know, yeah, it's fine if you're in porn. It doesn't really, it's not really the same as having sex with somebody. It's, you know, you're doing it for art. And then as soon as it's his girlfriend, he's like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I mean, I think, I think, um, you know, it's, it's sort of played like he's like, he is being ridiculous about it. Um, I do think maybe it's possible to be somebody who's like, I also just don't want my partner to have sex with other people. I mean, I feel like that's yeah. you know, a, not an unreasonable, um, you know, if you're, if you're into monogamy, that might be a thing that might bother you. Um, it turns out, um, <laughs> um, but it, it is very funny. His like very abrupt turnaround the moment she's like, I want to do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's fair, but it's also, it's kind of like, it, it's funny that his like, his attitude leading up to it was sort of what convinced her. And then he's like, like Oh, wait a minute. No, no, no. That's I, well, not what I, I think meant. what it is, is that it's, it's, it's sort of, it's fair for him to not want her to be in it, but the way he talked about porn beforehand would suggest that he shouldn't have a problem with it. Um, so it's sort of like, it's not really fair if you believe what you all, what you just talked about, but if your reasonings were all different or at least your expressed reasoning, it might be fair. Like I might be like, okay, I get that, but you just acted like it would be totally fine for anyone to be in porn. And now you're like, wait, no, 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 not you because you're not that girl. And so then it suggests that you do think there's something like degrading about being in it like you know um and so that that's when it's like well then what do you actually believe here and so that's why it's not really fair at that point um because he's he's lying somewhere about his actual beliefs or uh reasoning um maybe he's lying to himself you know but yeah i think that's probably right right so anyway they um they go ahead and shoot a scene with her um And he's not having a good time. He's really then, having a bad time. He's especially because really he, he has to be there shooting it because yes. he's the he's the director slash yes. cameraman. Yes. Um, and and also he, now the only crew member, I guess. I don't really yeah, know. <laughs> right. I guess, like, who's holding the microphone during this? Um, I to add, maybe I think the producer is like holding the microphone. The producer who is dating uh, Mia Goth. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so he's like he's upset after everyone goes to sleep. He like he's like off taking like a, a trauma shower like, <laughs> it really is a trauma shower he's like really having a meltdown in the shower it's like the funniest meltdown i've seen in a shower um there's so many great scenes like that i love yeah. i love how you can just like capture a character's like whole reaction to like a an event that they just witnessed by showing them in the shower just like having a meltdown yeah um, I mean, but he's like really going through it i i mean it's a bit much. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I guess like I have a totally different mindset on sex and sexuality and porn than this man does. But like, to me, I'm just like, I think you're being a little excessive here. Like it was a controlled environment. She's not sleeping with somebody you don't like. Come on. Come on, man. 
let's get it together. Let's, let's, uh, let's, let's calm it down. Um, but he's really going through it. Um, you know, like, so he makes perhaps the rash decision to, uh, to drive off and just leave everyone there, which is a very Uh, weird decision. It's not the best decision. Um, for many reasons, it turns out, but, um, yeah, so he's trying to drive out, and like all of a sudden, in his path is uh, the uh, the old woman from the farmhouse, and he like he gets out and tries to get her to move, and she like starts making out with him. Oh my gosh, yes! <laughs> and he's like he's very not into this. He's like pushing her away. Yeah, and then she stabs him. <laughs> yeah, see, this is when it's sad. Like she's like. You know, I can do all those things too. Like I want, you know, because she's like, I saw her. Um, presumably, he's she's referring to when she watched through the barn, um, the sex that was had in the barn earlier. Yeah. Um. Um. And and it, it's pretty sad because like she's obviously like I want to be able to have sex and I cannot um, because my husband is incapable because of his heart, which is just such an upsetting um, situation to find oneself in. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So should that age, you know, because again, going back to like, people are like repulsed by the idea of old people with sex. She can't exactly, you you know, their prop, you know, their, their relationship doesn't seem terribly exclusive um, um, (laughs) based on some things that we find out that are going on. Um, So, you know, one assumes it, you know, they would be okay with her sleeping with other people, but nobody will because she's that old uh, is the, the assumption that is being made here. Um, it's just sad. It's sad. She just, uh, she wants to get laid. Who among us? Who among us? Yeah. Um, but you know, this clearly her, her attempts at seduction did not work. So, so she, she resorts to homicide. Frustration. Yeah. Um, she kills him. Um, I like this uh, this murder scene as well. Like with uh, was it? Don't fear the reaper. It's don't fear the there? reaper, and everything is in like the red light of the van. Um, like the, yeah, the after the light. blood splashes yeah. over the headlights. Yeah, uh, that's really cool. Yeah, it's a very really cool audio visual experience. Yes, um, it feels very seventies uh, too with don't fear the reaper playing. Um, so very very good. No, this is a very good first kill. Um, and it's the director it's the director of the porn first to go typical typical um yeah but and then uh of course we we, uh she takes the keys so now uh there's there's no there's basically no way out at this point right uh everyone's trapped on this farm right you know that like right away like oh shit she's got the keys there's no way out Right. Um, so then, and inevitably, people go looking for him. You know, Lorraine wakes up and he's not there. Right. Um, and she and Wayne go looking for him. Um, uh, and Lorraine, aka Jenna Ortega, <laughs> gets. <laughs> well, I just realized we never said her character name. Yeah. Um, she gets trapped in the basement by the uh, the old farmer guy. Right. He like tricks her to going down there. Yeah. He's like, go get a flashlight. Uh, Cause we, we can go out and look for your friend. Um, she goes down there 
and when she tries to leave she finds that the door is locked um but before she even tries to leave uh she finds out that there's like a a corpse down there like somebody yeah is like dying there's just like a rotting man there um um she's very it's got to be a very upsetting situation for her to find herself in um uh you know she's just had sex on camera for the first time and now she's locked in a basement um with a rotting corpse hard not to think those two might be connected in that moment for her (laughs) if i were her i'd be like oh my god i'm being actually punished by some divine entity um for my sins this is really upsetting um so you know um poor poor jen ortega in this moment yeah Um, uh, but meanwhile she she's um She's getting locked in, but Wayne is trying to to go search. And when he he, he goes into the barn, um, and, and his death is very weird. Okay, Wayne dies yeah. here, and he's like looking through a hole in the barn wall because he sees something move outside, <laughs> and he gets stabbed with a pitchfork through the holes in this barn wall. Yeah, so they right go in into his eyes. eyes. Yeah. yeah, it's like one of those very grisly, but also like kind of silly murders. Well, it's also like the eyes. We're talking about a movie that's talking about filming porn, which is all about like watching and voyeurism. That's true. It's like very like, like thematic death. He's like looking yeah. through a peephole. Yeah. And it's like, it's like looking through, you know. And then he gets his eyes stepped out, which is all he does in the porn industry. He, he just watches. He doesn't yeah. even like act. He's like watching these people fuck and then trying to sell the movie after he's watched it. Um, that's you know so like it's like very telling that he then gets stabbed through the eyes by man um yeah this is like the guy who gets shot in the eye and saw two through the people it's really just like that it's 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 about looking places where you shouldn't that is what it's about (laughs) i feel like there's like other peeping people deaths in movies that are probably a better comparison that aren't coming to mind right now probably uh, i feel like those exist um in that one they were literally like do not use the ski on the door in front of you yeah well that that was just stupid that one wasn't really about peepholes as much as just about like not following orders mm-hmm. um this one i think it, it the, the fact that he's looking through like basically a peephole is important um yeah that's uh, true for the thematic for the thematic the themes of the film the the movie has themes um so yeah um i i and i like that it's him specifically um the only other person who could have gotten their eyes gouged out would have been the director um it mm-hmm. it had to be one of the two of them um so and uh kid cuddy finds the farmer and like goes like searching in the in the swamp area there's like this big wooded pond yeah wooded pond slash swamp on the property uh where we previously saw britney snow go for a swim and we saw she like just barely missed being eaten by an alligator yes um yes that was a very close call she almost she almost got got by that alligator um you know that happens in texas um so yeah um, but he's he's like wandering around the woods with this old man looking um, <laughs> for his friend. And he's like kind of, you can like tell Kid Cudi's sort of like, all right, this is all kind of fucked up. Like, I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> well, his whole thing is like he's an ex-Marine. So he's like, I'm taking charge of the situation. It's like, yes. hoorah. And 
<laughs> it's like, not an attitude that is welcomed i will say um his <laughs> attitude is not appreciated by this old man oh yeah so they're like they're looking around in the dark and then like he he sees the flashlight in the grass yeah <laughs> which like this was this was like a very genuinely scary moment because he's like going in the water to look for it because he thinks that the old guy got got by the alligator and it's like shit the alligator like could be right there um but he ends up just getting killed by the old guy when he gets out and finds him again he does he's not the one who gets killed by the alligator yes um trust trust the alligator after much teasing does make a does get a kill in but um not yet (laughs) (laughs) um yeah, he just gets what he gets like blown to to smithereens. Um, he gets, yeah, he gets shot just like, like at... shotgun blast, point <laughs> yeah. blank, point blank. Um, rip, um, rip to that guy. Um, who was a very you know, you know, he seemed like he could have been a porn sensation. So you know, too bad, too bad for him. Um, yeah. Um, so that does happen. Um, let's see what what other kills we have we do we do we get should a gator. we should we haven't mentioned that kid cutty's name is jackson hole specifically <laughs> i do think it is very very jackson important. hole jackson that's a hole. great so of course jackson name. hole is uh, an actual location which is also very funny um yeah. but also is a very funny porn name it's so funny <laughs> that he does like straight porn and is called jackson hole i feel like jackson hole is a gay porn yeah that is days. a gay porn yeah. name. <laughs> Um, but uh who knows maybe he's doing bi porn although in 1979 you know things were things were um, um. <laughs> yeah i don't think you could do that back then yeah. um well actually actually i think you could I it think was maybe... actually probably easier than it would have been in like the 80s and 90s um mm. so um but by by the 80s and 90s especially like like you know late 80s and 90s after the aids um thing oh, yeah. had a fever pitch oh. that would have been like a nightmare and then then it became i mean now the gay porn industry is uh, quite booming um <laughs> but um it's doing fine doing fine um both amateur and professional at this point because god knows the gays are only fans um <laughs> but um yeah so jackson hole gets a hole blown in him yeah honestly um very fitting too bad, too bad. yeah that is also very fitting um Remember when he like is like proud of his like sexual exploit with Britney Snow and then she like fakes an orgasm like on the spot. Uh, it's very yeah. Meg Ryan. And, yeah, uh, yeah. It's 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 like that classic scene. He's like, you couldn't have been faking that. And she's like, really? Uh, uh. It's so good. Um, it's great. Britney Snow is quite good in this. She's a standout. Um, she's a. She's doing her best, like Southern blonde lady accent, and like, but also is like a porn star. Very good. Britney Snow is doing good work. I don't know when yeah. Britney Snow went from like, just like your cl- typical teen teen star to like being like a a very fun good actress to watch. But yeah, she's what was that. that show she was on? American Dreams. American Dreams. Yes, that's where <laughs> I always remember her from. I loved that show. My whole family watched that show together. Yeah, we know. watched that show. Yeah. Um. Um. Yeah um loved that she was definitely yeah, not that. that's what i always think of when i think britney snow so it's like that it's is funny a, to see her in something like so this. so funny i think of john tucker must die so <laughs> clearly our sense of quality is different um and um the prom night remake 
Oh um, yeah, I still haven't seen she, that. She was in that. Um, she nice. was a star of that. Um, but she's like very good in this, um, and she's a lot of fun. But she's also she's done some other stuff where she's like really good and fun. Um, she sings in this. She sings landslide. Um, yeah. Uh, but she was also in Crazy Egg's Girlfriend for a bit, where she also sings, and she is very good in that that one. She plays like a like the the it girl who's like all the other girls are like sort of jealous and want to be, and she's like dating one of the main guys in the show. Um, so it's like very funny. Um, but which is of course the cl- like a typical Britney Snow character, like sort of ragging on herself uh, while also. <laughs> um, um, so um, yeah, so she's done a lot of like really fun roles in more re- recent years, um, and this is one of them. She's very fun in this. Um, yeah, I did really like her cover of Landslide. I thought yeah. that was good. There's a lot of good music in this movie. It's interesting that the um, movie had like a, a musical interlude right before shit hit the fan. Like it really yeah. is like that's like the last quiet. I mean, not that, you know, the movie before it was technically quiet, but it's like a like it's the last moment without like a lot of violence. Um, well, it's one of those of moments that feels like it, it, they're trying to emulate like 70s horror yes. where there's like yeah. lots of like downtime and there's yeah. there's parts where not a lot is happening and there's not even really like any sort of looming menace. Yeah. You're just kind of getting a break from the action. Yeah, that's um, very typical of 70s horror, right? Like there's like um, a sort of meandering plot for a while and then finally it all happened sort of in rapid like succession explosions of violence that's yeah. very much how this is constructed yeah um we get like you know menacing moments early on and like to the building of, of course of yeah they're trying to set a tone yeah but yeah. then they also just have some scenes that are just fun and just they're just like, vibes yeah they're vibes just, man here having fun on the 70s porn set nothing bad's gonna happen and the movie yeah. even like makes like a comment on the the way that it's structured you know uh, when when jen ortega is like i want to be in the porn and the director it's the director right he's like um yeah. who's her boyfriend he's like what we can't just change the plot halfway through um, <laughs> <laughs> um which is of course exactly what's about to happen to the movie um the entire the entire like vibe and plot is about to change like just like halfway through um yeah so um, no, th- this movie is is very like self-referential it's also yes. very aware of its own influences like the the director cites like several movies that he's trying to emulate and those are like movies that actually this film is emulating yes. yeah <laughs> like like psycho gets brought up and then there's like during part of that whole swamp scene kid cuddy finds like a car sticking out of the swamp oh, which is God. very much like the car going into the swamp in uh psycho yeah yeah Yes, um, that's really, yeah. Um, the movie is very, very, um, no, it's not subtle about its references, which is, you know, it's a 70s throwback. Why should it be subtle? Um, yeah. <laughs> um, so um, I really appreciate that about it. Um, the landslide so, cover, so funny. <laughs> um, so Brittany Snow's character is the one who ends up eating it in the alligator swamp. Uh, yes. She is pushed in there by Pearl, the old lady. Pearl, the uh, old lady. Very important that we recognize her. Yes, Pearl. Um, we need. We haven't referenced that yet. Yes. It's 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 going to be important. Yes. Um, and uh, it happens during like a confrontation where she's like, like the old woman's like slut shaming her. Yeah, it's so funny. <laughs> like, okay, Brittany Snow has like found out. Okay, first of all, Brittany Snow woke up and like um. What is it? She wakes up and her boyfriend's gone. Is that what's going on? Um, the guy she was sleeping with, uh, not yeah. her boyfriend, but yeah, uh, Kid Cuddy. Um, and so she's like trying, and then she hears screaming, and it's Mia Goth. 
um, who woke up with the old lady in her bed. Um, and so um, it's Brittany Snow is <laughs> yeah. like r- rushing out to like meet her. And then you just see the old lady, Pearl, just like scamper by. I mean, scamper is really the only way to describe it. She like <laughs> scampers on past and Brittany Snow is like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, uh, that whole scene that takes place as like, it's just, the two of them and then the old woman in the boarding house area is like really crazy because there's just all sorts of shit happening. And yeah, we forgot to mention that the old lady crawling into bed with Mia Goth and she's just like, what? Yeah. Well, the old lady is like admiring Mia Goth being like young and pretty. Um, It's also a very sad moment. Right. Um, um, And at this point, I think we've already found out that the old lady used to be like a dancer um, and she was very like gorgeous and talented and yeah, you know, we got some of, backstory of her like um, like she was um uh, I think it's like she lost her her um, fiance in World War one or something and like she was she used to be beautiful and talented and like the like she's like a faded beauty type right. Uh, it's very, it, you know, it's very sad for her. And I'm sure that like the fact that she can't have sex with her husband is, is making that much worse. You know, aging is already hard on people. And then you can't even actually get laid when you want to, uh, um, which is of course a way to like boost your ego and make yourself feel good about yourself, you know? Um, but um, yeah, so kind of a, a sucky situation for her. Um, but at this point she's like really like, freaked out uh maxine uh, mia goth and and um britney snow whose name is what bobby lynn yes bobby lynn um yes which is a very funny also very very texas very <laughs> south name um yeah bobby lynn um yeah um but the names I, in this are fantastic jackson hole bobby lorraine lynn. bobby lynn yes they're very like 1970s um yeah um Bobby Lynn. I love Bobby Lynn as a name. I might name my child Bobby Lynn. Um, <laughs> Bobby Lynn Cawthon? Bobby Lynn Cawthon. Um, I don't know. I might take my partner's last name. Um, uh, but, you know, I might not. You could have a hyphen last name, and then you could have both a hyphen first oh God, name and imagine? last name. And then I have to have a hyphen middle name, too. I don't know why, but somehow <laughs> I have a middle name. Um, um, yeah, uh, that would be fun. Um, but I just love the name Bobby Lynn. It's so, like, ridiculous and fun. Um, and her character looks like a Bobby Lynn. Her character is such oh, yeah. a Bobby Lynn. Um, yeah, she's very like Southern Belle kind of. Yeah, yeah, but she's like Southern Belle, but, but she also does porn, you know? It's so fun. Yeah. Um, Southern Belle in a dirty way. Dirty mm. Southern Belle, which a lot of Southern Belles, you know? Um, they're dirty. Um, who among us? Who among us? It's <laughs> too warm in the South to keep your clothes on. So um, gotta, gotta take them off. Um, although then you just get warm. Because sex is heating, so I don't know um, that that compare that that logic fell through. Um, she's she's giving like black snake moan vibes. Oh this. yeah, no. black snake moan. Oh, good one. Um, I see that. Yeah, I see it. I see it. Um, so having just watched Magic Mike XXL in a theater, I was also thinking about <laughs> Andy McDowell at the end of that movie when she's like the the old lady. Well, she's not old. She's Andy McDowell. Um. You know, she's like middle aged yeah. and she's like, but she's like very horny for Joe and Johnny Yellow. I'm like, you know, again, who among us? Um, she's like, she, yeah, exactly. She's a Southern lady also with like the heavy accent, like in the Southern house and horny. And I'm like, yeah, you know, the, the proper Southern ladies, they're horny. They're horny. Um, um, got, maybe it's cause their conservative husbands aren't doing it right. Um, probably, probably. 
Um, not that Bobby Lynn had a husband. Um, she had Jackson Hole. <laughs> Feels like that's enough for anyone. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> should be, right? <laughs> sure should be. Um, but uh, yeah, so she goes down to, um, to chase the old lady out. She's like, well, why don't we just get you back up to the house? You know, come on. And then the old lady starts slut shaving her. Um, right. Cause they, at this point they just think the old lady is like confused and right. Like, they don't know that she's like killed the director of the porno or anything or yeah. stabbed. What's his name through the eyes um, with a pitchfork. Um, they don't know any of that. Um, so they think she's just like a little confused and it, you know, got into their cabin um, by mistake. So she's trying to help her, but then the old lady gets a, uh, it's pretty mean. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And this is also like, I I don't remember all the dialogue from this scene, but this is like another moment that ties in thematically with like the, the fact that she's like jealous of her youth, of her ability to just, you know, throw herself around like this. Right. That's part of like her attack on her here. And that's what culminates in her just shoving her into the swamp to get eaten by the alligator. Yeah, she, she's just like personally very mad at Brittany Snow's character, right, for being young and pretty and and you know very sexual. Um, so she she throws so Pearl throws her into the water, and Bobby Lynn is eaten by an alligator. Um, poor old Bobby Lynn, uh, gone mm, poor too old soon. Bobby Lynn. Um, and Pearl, and then and then and then it's at this point that um, Pearl's husband comes down. And they just sort of like embrace um, for a moment. They they're watching, you know, the Brittany, the remnants of Brittany Snow disappear into the water and together. <laughs> um, very, you know, very unfortunate. There there are a couple who's in on this murder thing together, right? Um, so yeah. Um, but that's also it? when they they go back up to the the cabin at that point, and that this is when they um, decide to have sex. So yeah. So they have the sex scene here, yeah. which is like it's. It's not shot like like they're trying to make it disgusting. It no. is like kind of gross because they've got like weird creature effects and stuff. But it's like, effects, yeah. it's, it's like, you know, like a, a re- relatively standard sex scene, except they're both like really old and they've yes. got, you know, like all this makeup. And they're and like exaggerated them. old. Like they're, yeah. you know, no, but I mean, they're, they are old and they have not aged well at all. And they are, mm-hmm. you know. Um, it, it is meant to be a bit over the top, of course, because it's all like makeup. Um, so, um, they, yeah. yeah. And meanwhile, Maxine, Mia Goth, is trapped under the bed while they're having sex. Yeah. Cause she's, she's like, hiding. Yeah. She's hidden under the bed. And then she's like, has to like deal with like the, the mattress squeaking over her, like trying yeah. to hide. It's like, there's both like this sex scene going on, but it's also a horror scene at the same time because right. she's trying to not, be found so she like kind of like crawls out of the room <laughs> right because at this <laughs> point they're having sex. she's figured out too that they must be killing people because um because they talk about it <laughs> in the bed yeah <laughs> they talk about killing <laughs> people about, oh yeah remember when we killed those people out there? oh yeah um they've, they've talked about how they've killed people because whatever um so um yeah it's very unfortunate for them <laughs> <laughs> for Maxine, she's stuck there. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a, that's a, it's an unusually creepy scene. Yes. It's like I, I love it. It feels like something I haven't seen before, which is interesting. The combination sex scene slash like don't breathe type scene, where right. you're like trying to sneak away. Right. Um, that's 
very interesting and unusual. Right. right. Um, but she does get away. She does escape the bed, um, which is, you know, me, you know, this whole sex thing is happening. We see some, some, uh, some aerial shots of the sex, um, while Maxine is also trying to crawl her way out from underneath the bed. Um, gotta say, I think, you know, good on her for trying to be subtle while she's doing it, but they were pretty, in- I mean, this was the first time they'd had sex in what seemed like decades. So like, she probably didn't have to be quite as uh, quiet as she needed to. I think they were a little wrapped up. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, and even, clearly not folks. even if they had it, they're not like young and spry. They're, they're, capability of their like capacity to murder people 100 percent depends on the fact that nobody thinks these old people are murderers right like, everybody's it, like oh they're old what are they gonna do <laughs> yeah every kill so far has been like a sneak up kill where they're, yeah like, right there and where nobody has any reason to expect them or to even have seen that they were there in the first place in the case of you know wayne with the pitchfork through the eyes <laughs> um, <laughs> um, um like they, they you know everybody's just sort of like they're old what are they going to do? You know? And again, that's sort of like playing into like the concept of like how we think about aging and like how old people are. Like we think, Oh, they're old. They're not capable of sex. They're not capable of murder. They're not capable of any of these weird, violent, passionate outbursts that we have now. Um, yeah. Um, and, but all of these people are mistaken. Um, <laughs> sorely mistaken. I mean, especially like you think about like how Brittany Snow's character died. Like Pearl has said some like mean things, calling her nasty things when she's calling her a whore and stuff like that and slut shaming her and britney so like all right you like all right lady i'm just gonna go away like she's like laughing at like not laughing because she's obviously upset but she's like thinking she's dismissive she's thinking yeah. like you know whatever but it's like i would be like alarmed at this woman's like very aggressive rhetoric right now uh sounds like a weird crazed republican um <laughs> so you yeah. know but britney snow learns the hard way to, uh, that uh these old people are are mean and they're passionate about it and they will yeah they'll throw you to the alligators um literally yeah literally so at this point uh the only survivors are uh mia goth yes. and general ortega yes uh general ortega still trapped in the basement uh she like at one point she tries to like hatchet her way out of the door and as she's like reaching for the doorknob she gets her hand broken by yes. the the guy uh like the old guy swinging at it yes um which like that that whole scene i was just like just just knock out the other panel just like chop through the doorknob or something she like she's not okay she's not very smart we find out like it seemed it's very funny because the movie sort of positions her in the opening as like the smart one like she's like supposed to be like the quiet smart nerdy girl and then like when shit hits the fan we find out very quickly she is a complete disaster yeah, she does she's not, not know what the fuck she's she doing. She makes really bad decisions, yeah. which is contrasted with Mia Goth, who is like pretty smart and like figures out what's going on and is like really in his position from the start and like in our contemporary horror lens, you think like of course you kind of know that she's gonna be the main character just because of the way the movie opens, like focused on her. Um, right. Yeah. But like but like her character archetype from the beginning is sort of like that of somebody who's like she seems like she's a mess. She's, um, you know, yeah. she's like in well, a strip she, club, like, yeah, um, she's, she's like the, in, in horror movies, she's like the one, the, like the, the dirty slutty girl who gets yes. killed off for being a dirty slut. And she's like, you know, she's doing drugs. She's a stripper. She's in a porn movie. All of this is set up to be like, oh, like she is, she's just going to be more fodder for the knife in this movie. Right. Uh, but at this point you're thinking like, oh, Jenna Ortega is the final girl here. Like she's like the virginal one. Although 
we've seen that like she's sort of a besmirched her virginity here in a way um besmirched <laughs> yes she soiled it uh-huh. um, but <laughs> soiled it um so so you're 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 like oh well um like she should be the final girl but in a way maybe they turn it on its head and indeed they do because uh jenna ortega gets killed off in that whole there's like a there's a big confrontation with um so the the two so, old yeah, people Maxine- are coming back Mia, well, well, we don't know this really yet. Mia Goth gets to the house because she hears um, Jenna Ortega screaming from inside. Because yeah. Mia Goth has gotten out. She's gotten to the van, um, which, of course, um, the director tried to drive away before he was killed. Um, and she's yeah. trying to get away with it. But she hears, um, what's her name, screaming. And she takes the, glo- the gun out of the glove compartment, which is very important. Yeah, that was um, set up earlier that they yes. had the gun there. Yeah. Um, and she she goes in to, to rescue uh, Lorraine or Jenna Ortega. And then when she does, <laughs> Jenna Ortega comes out and she is like hysterical. I yeah, mean, she is like, like screaming and like. And she won't shut up. Mia Goth is like, be quiet. They'll hear you. They'll come yeah. after us. And Jenna Ortega is like, whatever. You got me into this. This is your fault. I never should have listened to you. I never should have done any of this. Yeah, and that's like her her whole thing at this point is like, I've gone too far. Like, I shouldn't have been involved in this. And it's your fault. Right. Which just like shows that like all of her like porn decision making, like to be in it was like not really for maybe the right reasons. Like she yeah. was maybe doing it just to be like, see, I'm edgy and doing new things. Yeah. Like she's not owning her choices. Here. Right. Now she's realizing she's like, I didn't want to do this. Like it seems like to me that she's like, the problem with her making the choice was that she maybe didn't want to do it just for her. She wanted to do it because it felt like edgy and cool. And now she's realizing, Oh wait, that yeah. wasn't a thing I wanted to do. Um, and, and it right. took like a, a traumatic incident to make her realize that. Um, um, and now, but so she just like runs away screaming, like literally just runs out of the house screaming and is immediately <laughs> shot and killed. Um, yeah. um, it's so fast. It's just like, Oh, uh, I guess she's not getting away. Yes. <laughs> um, the Mia goth is a little smarter. She's like, she's hiding. And, uh, the old guy as he's coming in and, and they're, they're talking about how they're going to cover this up and like, they're going to, they're going to make it look like a break in. And like yeah. these guys, these young whippersnappers tried to rob them. And then they got, they had to shoot them self-defense. Yeah, it's also important that there's like a, to note that there's like a line it, cause it's not totally explained what the couple is doing with like the rotting body and the, the thing and like why they're trying to lock people in the basement. And um, like, there's a lot of talk of Pearl wanting to keep Mia goth around, but there's like a line where Pearl is like, we don't need her anymore. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and it's, it, they never really explain, but it is and important. What to were know you going to do? Exactly. But they were clearly planning to keep people around is like the thing. They clearly keep people locked in their basement for a reason. One assumes it's sexual, but we don't really know. <laughs> it could be sexual. It could be torture or something. I think my, I mean, um, my, my assumption was that they, they kidnap people and keep them around for Pearl sexual pleasure um, because she can't have sex with her husband. That was sort of my, like where I was thinking it was going, but it never really gets around to explaining why they do that. Um, But Pearl clearly had like sexual impulses that weren't being satisfied by her husband. And it seemed like maybe they kept people around to satisfy Pearl because he couldn't. Um, That was my thought. Yeah, that uh, that would make sense. 
Um, but who knows? But uh, yeah, so they decide they don't need her anymore, clearly. And so they're going to frame it as like, they all were just like breaking in. Um, and so they had to kill them. Um, but Maxine is, of course, not going to just let that happen. <laughs> um, um, but it's actually pretty funny because they're trying to move the bodies and <laughs> Juno Ortega is actually still alive. And so um, she moves a bit or like makes a noise. And in the old guy, he like is shocked. And so he has a heart attack and dies. <laughs> He's just scared by her making a noise. Like oh, it wasn't God. the sex that killed him. It was yeah. that like just her making a noise. Yes. Yeah. Oh God. Also like the least surprising thing. He Like, like that shouldn't have been surprising. Like, yeah, you shot her, but like people survive crazy bullets all the time. Like you should have thought she might at least like let out a dying gasp. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but yeah, so he dies here and Pearl is like, Oh no, help him. <laughs> but uh, of course that's, yeah. You know. <laughs> and Goth is all like, I don't give a fuck. I'm glad he's dead. Right. She, um, she tries to shoot Pearl with the gun from the glove box, but it turns mm-hmm. out that the Pearl took the bullets out. So it's empty. Yes. But so Pearl then tries to shoot. This is very funny to me. Pearl tries to shoot me a goth with the gun that Howard was carrying around. But um, the kickback, uh, it just like blasts her out of the house. Yeah, backwards. she gets like fired backwards through the door, which is a great <laughs> effect shot. Like, yeah, just like boom, and also like completely misses Pearl. Yes, <laughs> no, not not Pearl, Mia Goth. Um. But yeah, so like she's she ends up being the person who gets hurt the most by this shotgun blast. Yes. And yeah. she's like lying out in the road. Um like her hip is shattered. Yes. She has very she, clearly hurt her hip. And she's like trying to like ask uh Mia Goth for help and Mia Goth is like, whatever. So Pearl starts <laughs> slut shaming her. Um, <laughs> um it's very funny because like you know, it's this interesting thing. Like, um, it's sort of presented Pearl's like sexuality is like sort of tragic, and now all of a sudden, like multiple times in a row, she's been like, when she doesn't get her way, she starts slut shaming other people for just being able to do what they want, um, the things that <laughs> she wants to be able to do herself. Um, <laughs> um, so, and this is another example of that, um, like some some hypocrisy and in, in her behavior, um, and, and Mia Goth uh, takes the truck over her head. <laughs> Yeah, like backs the truck up right over her head and smashes it to a pulp. Yes. Uh, and then drives off. Right. And then like the end of the movie is like the police like going over the scene, like trying to figure out what's happening as Mia Goth is like driving off into the sunset looking all crazy. And like we find out. So we've been seeing these been seeing these scenes of like uh, a preacher on old timey preacher on the TV um throughout the film and it's sort of there just to like add tone to it like oh we're kind of like a very religious obsessed backwood here but then we find out at the end that like the preacher's daughter has been missing and she's been lost to sin and he's trying to find her and get her back and uh, like mia goth is the daughter yes Uh, so like she's she's been been on the run from her uh her religious upbringing here yeah, it's very important, and it it is a very like. There's been a, all of these clips of this guy like talking his like fire and brimstone, obviously conservative, um, BS, um, um, throughout the movie. But it really does add like a whole new like sort of layer to the movie. Um, 
And like the whole the whole thing, like you know, these clips are playing a lot on like Pearl and and like her home, like it's playing on their TV and in the gas station and stuff. This like this whole community is steeped in this, yeah. Um, and so it, it does make like it does make the like weird situation with Pearl, who clearly has a lot of strong sexual desires and wants to have sex, but also will slut shame people just for having sex the way that Pearl herself wants to be able to have sex. I mean, it does really like add a. a a really interesting layer there because you know it 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 does heavily suggest that there's some like shame that she feels even about it, yeah you know um like she that she's not just like she has these sexual desires and then she feels shame about her own sexual desires so she lashes out at these other girls when she can't get what she wants like um yeah just like this whole it's such an interesting um i mean there's just like so much going on with like sexuality and aging in this movie um and it really is playing a lot of different angles from it, um, which is interesting. Um, yeah. And then like shame versus liberation and like, I mean, the know, only being... character here who's like, they're, you know, the characters here who are fully liberated are like these porn actors, you know, um, like Mia goth, like she is like, she's cool with herself. Like she's yeah. like, I'm doing this cause I want to do this, you know, whatever, <laughs> you know, like Jen Ortega decided to do it and then regretted it immensely um so you know it sort of suggested she's not really like act you know she wasn't really like quote unquote liberated because she's like not doing it for the right reasons you know if she yeah, doesn't she's still feeling she's still feeling the, sh- the self-shame right and then and, the director and, of the porno obviously felt some sort of shame because the moment his girlfriend wanted to be in a porn he was like no wait that's wrong you shouldn't do that which heavily suggests he thinks it is beneath people to some yeah. you know um uh, you know and so um I think Brittany Snow and Kid Cudi probably are also pretty comfortable with themselves. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, we see that in spades. But I think the producer is like also, I mean, he's he won't be in the movies, but he's also like, he's just exploitative. Like he's like sort of like the, this weird like male gaze voyeur thing, like just yeah. trying to exploit other people for his own gain. He just wants to get rich. Um, yeah, he's a businessman. He's the yeah. one making all the deals and stuff. So, so it's just interesting that these like three seasoned porn actors are really like the only people or like Mia Goth might not be a seasoned porn actor, but she is a seasoned stripper, um, which is very, very similar in some ways um, yeah. in terms of like how you have to be comfortable with yourself and your sexuality. Um, um, you know, those are the three people who are like the most liberated uh, in this movie, um, which in some ways might be like people might think, you know, that's like, of course, you probably pretty liberated if you'll do porn but also in a lot of ways i think a lot of people think of porn as being like a a place where like a lot of people are mistreated and things like that and aren't uh you know pers you know particularly liberated because people people have an assumption that they get into it for the wrong reasons um yeah in this case these three actors seem like they were like yeah we just want to do this <laughs> um so it's just an interesting um all of these characters have different relationships to sexuality and it's very interesting because yeah, even like Kid Cudi is sort of like in it for like his like ego boost, you know. He's like, "Yeah, I was good. I made you come." Like, <laughs> yeah, his whole thing is about like like feeling feeling like really masculine and really uh, really proud of himself and like right. what he's capable of doing. And Brittany Snow is sort of like trying to like document her time before she ages and can't do it anymore. Um, you know, they, and so even they have like their own hangups with it. Um, Mia Goth is really the only one who's sort of like has a chill approach to it all. <laughs> 
Um, well, but th- there might be something to like her her doing this to like get back at her dad and like her religious upbringing. There absolutely is. So. Nobody in this movie has a totally healthy relationship yeah. to what they do. <laughs> Everybody's um, got some reason for why they've got like a strange relationship with. But sex. clearly, her like desire to get back at her dad and be angry worked for her. Uh, yeah, no, it worked out great for her at the end. Like, um, I like that the like the line that this movie ends on is they're they're looking over the uh, the camera equipment that they found um, at the murder scene, and like, what do you think is on this this film? And yeah. say it must be one goddamn fucked up horror picture. Yeah, that's so good. That move that was like heavily featured in like the the promo for this movie, um, mm-hmm. and it was still very. Um, you would think that, you know, a line that was so heavily featured in promo might uh, lose some of its uh, potency, but it did not. It was still awesome. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> and it's also funny because it's like they're expecting it to be a horror film, but it's like they're if they put it on, it's going to be like a cheesy porn movie. It's going to be a cheesy porn film because none of the none of the violence should have been captured on film. Um, yeah. It is funny that the old people thought, um, you know, we'll just tell everybody that they were intruders, but there's like filmed footage documenting <laughs> yeah. that they were not just intruders. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess you could you could suggest that they they broke into our house and tried to kill us in order to shoot a porno. Okay, well they shot the porno first. Like, did they they, they went broke through in the-, the house and then spent an entire day filming a porn movie and then tried to kill us for some reason? We don't know why, um, and we didn't notice that they'd broken into the cabin in this whole time. Yeah. We had no idea. Um, we don't know why. Um, um, we didn't notice their car parked there. Who's to say? Um, they really didn't think this through. The old people were not very bright. Um, they were just lucky. Um, they were fortunate that they, um, had the, the charms of being elderly on their side. You know, people feel pity for, for them cause they were old. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, it apparently they'd gotten away with at least some of this before. So they, this, they might, their time might've just come up. They, they'd clearly they been doing, yeah, they'd clearly been doing some of this for a bit. Um, um, yeah. Wow. We walked through the whole plot. Um, yeah. There's one, one big thing we haven't talked about that we <laughs> one should, thing we gotta cover. Is we should maybe well, I guess the whole podcast has been spoilers, but the the next bit is like heavily spoiler. If I assume we're talking about what we're thinking about, um, extra spoilers. I yeah, do think it so. is like the most fun surprise that I literally did not let myself be spoiled on. I avoided all spoilers <laughs> for this movie. Yeah, um, so I was extremely pleasantly surprised by the uh, the credit sequence in this movie. <laughs> yeah, so there's a mid credit scene yes. in this movie. And it basically, it's like a trailer for a prequel to this movie all about Pearl. Played by Mia Goth. Yeah, played um, by Mia Goth, I mean, who, by the way, did play Pearl in this yes, movie. I was going to say, we, we, did not, we did not mention it, which I think was smart to not mention it until now. But yes, she actually does mm-hmm. play old Pearl, too. Um, yeah, I was kind of wondering throughout this. I'm like, is that Mia Goth? Like, you can obviously tell that the old people are both heavily made up. And I'm like... That kind of looks right. like Mia Goth. You uh, sort of like, know. yeah, I, I had to double check after the movie, but I, I also thought um, the same thing just because it was so obviously not because it was bad makeup, because I don't want to suggest that it was it was obvious because it was bad. It was just obviously makeup because it was so um, exaggerated. The, yeah. The, the old, um, you know, people well, do yeah. age, but nobody, nobody. I mean, this was like exaggerated to make them look and more unsettling in some yeah, ways like um, horrific nobody really yeah. quite looks like that when they get to that age i mean in this case they they honestly look like they had to be like 120 um they <laughs> they looked so old in this movie um um so yeah um uh, but yeah 
it's like a it's just a trailer there's not a lot of details on what it is but um she's obviously younger it looks like she's living on a very stylized farm (laughs) Um, yeah yeah there's a lot of like really heavily like almost fantasy level stylization here bright colors and stuff but what is Um, funny is that the movie has already been filmed the movie yeah. has been shot. It's in post-production. It was secretly filmed at the exact same time as this movie. Um, as as yeah. X, I mean. Which is crazy. Like- yeah, they were just like, well, we're in New Zealand already. We've already got the whole crew here. Let's film another movie. Which makes so much... I mean, it makes so much sense Like when you see that after having watched this movie. And there's been so many like sort of vague references to things Pearl and Howard are doing. Um, like, you know, with the dead bodies in their basement. One assumes we're going to find out why they are do what's going on with that sort of thing in the prequel. Um, you know, like we're going to get some teaser that tells us why this sort of thing is happening. You know, um, there's yeah. been a lot of teases of things that we didn't totally get explained here. It does. One assumes that we'll get more explanation in the prequel. Um, it's just so fun that they filmed a secret um, prequel. I hope it's sort of like fear street, 1666, where it's like all the same cast. Um, playing. Yeah. New, I mean, playing new characters. It- it looks like we're at least going to get, you know, we're at least going to get Mia Goth. Who knows? Who else? We know we're getting up? Mia Goth. Yeah. Um, but nothing, nobody, nobody else has really been confirmed, right? That I'm aware of. Did the trailer show anyone? So. I can't remember. Um, no, I don't, I don't think I we think think saw so. anybody. The trailer there. was very um, weird art house. Yeah. Intentionally like, not giving away a lot. Literally no idea what it like. It's going to be like plot wise. It's just like a lot of interesting looking shots. I mean, it's going to be whatever think, fucked like, up oh, Pearl. That's going to be sure. some crazy stuff in this movie. Yeah. Um. So definitely looking forward to that, and that's going to be coming out soon too, like this year. Yeah. So we've got that should be a like a ho- that should be an actual Halloween movie that should come out like that would be that would be great. Or maybe that'll be a, a late summer release instead of X being yeah. a summer movie. Um, although I still think X should have been a summer movie. X just has like that, like one of my favorite subgenres of horror is like sweaty summer horror. Um, X just like feels like sweaty summer horror. I love summer horror. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. And it, it definitely, you know, it, it captures that same vibe as like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. It's got a lot of throwbacks to other kinds of like 70s exploitation films, obviously referencing like the porn of the era. Yes. Um, yeah. It, it, but it's got a lot to say on its own as well, which is interesting. It's not just imitating other. Well, it's not imitating films. either. Some of it's like the fact that it's like heavily inspired by these movies is part of the thematic. I mean, because it's also talking about like certain themes that, you know, have been growing since then. And, um, you know, exploitation film grows out of like the 70s and stuff like that. So it is sort of, you know, there's a reason that it's, it's hearkening back to all of these things. Um, yeah, so. it's very cool. Yeah. I think Ty West did a great job on this one. He's yeah. he's done like seventies throwbacks before with House of the Devil. House of the Devil, yeah. Um, you know, he lo- he loves this kind of stuff. He's really good at. It. Um, it's, it's great to see that a lot of his movies. Ty West feature are um, like the vibes are just so he really has done a lot of like different vibe movies. Like this is sort of similar to House of the Devil in that they're both like sort of like seventies nods, I guess. Yeah. Otherwise, like the innkeepers and like the sacrament are like very different from both from yeah. these movies. Um, well, even even House of the Devil, despite being like seventies influence, is like a totally different, totally kind of 70s a very movie. different. It's, it's very like, like it's the like the Rosemary's slow, Baby. Yes, type. exactly. Yeah. Um, so um, 
yeah, it, it's a very different type of throwback. Um, but yeah, so it's just like interesting how different some of his like movies are and a lot of, but all of them are pretty heavily, um, influenced by like he wears his influences on his sleeves and like all of them. Yeah. Um, he's, he's really big on that. Um, um, but it is interesting just how different some of his, um, like I, I like Pearl is probably going to be totally different from X, you know? Um, so who knows? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, no. And, and he said that like, they're, they're gonna, they're trying to come up with a third movie as well. So like they're, they're going to do like a whole series of like chronologically di- distanced. It's going to be like, is the third one going to be like in the middle? Like, is it going to be like, cause this one is obviously Pearl when she's pretty young. The, uh, Pearl is obviously going to be Pearl at a pretty young age. Yeah. Um, Cause she's Mia Goth as Mia Goth's age is like now, you know? Um, yeah. um, so I just wonder like, is the next one going to be like in the middle? Um, or is it maybe going to be about different characters altogether? Like, is it going to follow Mia Goth after the events of X? Who knows? Um, yeah. I don't know, but um, I'm excited for it. I'm looking forward to it. Um, yeah. And we're definitely, we're definitely going to talk about that when, any more subsequent films come out we sure will um and hopefully next week we will be talking about something thematically related to this what i'm looking to do going forward is to is to do like little short series of uh related films um so fingers crossed not going to name anything yet but i'm thinking that next week we're going to be talking about something that we've set up in the past that we talked about reviewing and that is thematically related to this one, a very slow motion setup. And now we will (laughs) spike it. Yeah. Um. (laughs) All this time years in the making. Yes. Uh, So we're looking forward to that. Stay tuned. And until then you can find us on all the major platforms, Apple podcasts, Spotify, Google podcasts. Uh, Leave us a review on your favorite platform. If you like what we're doing, and um, you can also reach out to us on social media. We're at Movies on Twitter. You can email us, buzzdownmovies at gmail.com. Let us know anything that you'd like us to talk about on this podcast, any suggestions that you have for stuff that we should cover because it's, it's all open range right now. We're out of the Oscar season. We don't have anything big to cover, so we're just kind of freewheeling it right now. All right. It is open mm-hmm. season. <laughs> Looking good. And until next time, we'll see you at the movies. I reckon we'll see you at the movies, y'all. Y'all come back now, you hear? (laughs) 